0: good morning
1: good morning
0: welcome to clinton united methodist church my name is pastor michael i am very excited and happy to see you all here on this easter morning and also welcome to all of those who are joining us outside in the parking lot and those who will call in and hear the service over the phone um i think we do we have any announcements Yes. okay take it away
2: I got to find my glasses. I got a pair. (laughs) Well, first of all, they want me to read the COVID return to indoor worship plan, so everyone's aware of it. Um, I'm sure that you all got a copy of it, but they want it read anyway. So, everyone's safety: mask must be worn when entering the church and while moving around. Sanitize your hands when entering and leaving. You will be asked to answer a few questions upon entering. Your temperature will be taken and recorded. Ushers will hand you a bulletin and direct you to a safe seat. Please deposit your offering in the box marked donations as you enter. There will be no singing while inside. All hymnals have been removed and Kim will be singing the hymns today, and maybe pastor. If you like to follow along when the scriptures are read, please bring your own Bible. All Bibles have been removed from the sanctuary. If you need to use the restroom, please wipe down your area with the cleaning supplies provided in the restroom. Please wait for the ushers to dismiss you after worship. For the safety of everyone, we will ask you to leave if... You answer yes to any of the questions you were asked upon entry. You refuse to wear a mask. You refuse to have your temperature taken. You are al- you are always free to worship from your car by tuning your radio to FM ninety point three. Thanks for understanding and keeping us safe at Clinton United Methodist Church. And. Um, Our announcements today are the upcoming events. Of course, today is Easter Sunday. Uh, Line line dancing starts Tuesday, April 6th, from 10 to 11.30. And I think a lot of people are ready to line dance to get some exercise. April 7th, they're going to have a fundraiser committee meeting at 7 7 p.m., And they want you to know everyone is welcome. If somebody has some ideas, come and join the meeting and and give them some help in thinking of new things to do. April 8th is the food pantry at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning till noon and the sewing club from 6.30 to 8.30. And, of course, next Sunday is noisy coin offering and a trustee meeting after church. And I don't have any new announcements. I, I'm sure you all have reread and reread about the cookbook and uh, the Sunday school teacher and everything, so I won't go through that. So now, would you stand and join me in the call to worship? Are we doing that? Sure. Hallelujah. Christ is risen.
0: Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah!
2: this is the day that the lord has made
0: let us rejoice and be glad in it
2: Hallelujah! christ is risen
0: christ is risen indeed Hallelujah!
2: and you may be seated while kim sings christ the lord risen today found on page 302 in the hymnals Thank you, Kim. Will you please join me in the opening prayer? Holy, holy One, you come, come to us, us with power beyond all knowing. You lift all things out of the dust. You breathe love into, into every cell. cell. You, you call, call us into, into communion with you. With you. And you, you claim, claim victory over death. death. Blessed, Blessed be your, your holy name, now and forever. amen Amen. and we'll have another song from Kim Easter people Easter people raise your voices
0: You would please join me in our prayer of illumination. Open our eyes and soften our hearts, O God, through the work of your Holy Spirit, that in the hearing of your word we may receive new life. Amen.
2: The first scripture reading today is Acts 10, verses 34 through 43. Gentiles hear the good news. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, be to God.
0: With compassion for our needs, the risen one stands beside us calling our names. Let us with that same mercy bring forth tithes and offerings to relieve the suffering of this world and to proclaim far and wide the good news of resurrection life. We will now sing our doxology. you shower us with gifts so abundant we cannot measure them all you give us life itself and the power to befriend our companions in this world bless these gifts for the sake of those in need in the name of the creator redeemer and sanctifier one god now and forever amen now is our youth moment i'd like to invite our youth and children to come hang out in this area up here socially distanced and with your mask if you can please Good morning. Hey, buddy. So, do you guys know what today is? It is Easter, you're right. And I am going to read a book to you. It's called Twas the Morning of Easter, and this was written by a lady who is not only a United Methodist like us, Um, But she's written a lot of really cool books. Um, And so this was one that was shared with me, and I liked it so much, I want to read it to you. And Pastor hasn't done this in a while, so it's going to be a balancing act. Okay. He has risen. was the morning of Easter before the sun rose two guards on a hillside were just trying to doze you see Jesus had died only three days before a huge stone had been placed to seal the cave door he looks pretty tired huh yeah yeah he's falling asleep The disciples were sleeping but tossed in their beds as visions of danger swirled round in their heads. Would they be arrested and led away too? Without Jesus, their leader, what would they do? See, they're, they're all hanging out together. They're lying down. Yeah, They look pretty tired. Yeah. That's right in her small quiet home not too far away jesus friend mary was planning the day she would go to the cave with perfume and spice in hopes that her gifts would make jesus smell nice see there's mary she's getting ready getting all her stuff together The sun through the trees was just starting to peep at the guards on the hill who were now fast asleep when all of a sudden there came an earthquake and the rocks and the trees all started to shake. See, they're sleeping and the bunny over here, he's looking at him like, what's the deal? Like, dude, wake up, you're missing it. a very comfortable way to sleep, either. The guards jumped in fright, then fell straight to the floor, as the stone rolled away and unsealed the door. Then Mary arrived and crept up to the cave. She had to see Jesus. She had to be brave. See, they're, they're all scared. Rocks are moving. The ground's shaking. That's right, the birds are in the air. They knew what was going on. Yep. But the cave was now empty. He just wasn't there. Mary sat down and wept, and her cries filled the air. But suddenly Mary heard someone behind. Dear woman, who is it that you hope to find? See, she's sitting there, she's sad, she's trying to find Jesus. Why? Because he was supposed to be in there, but, but he wasn't. <laughs> Mary jumped and turned round, so confused and afraid. Was this man the gardener, and why had he stayed? But the calm in his voice, the words that he said, soon let Mary know she had nothing to dread. I don't know, who do you think it is? It's our God. It is our God. It's Jesus. Dear Mary, it's me. It's Jesus, your friend. My story's just starting. This wasn't the end. His eyes, how they twinkled, his smile so bright. Mary knew in a moment, but could she be right? There's Mary talking to Jesus. Well, Jesus talking to Mary, trying to comfort her. She gasped in surprise and cried, Jesus, it's you. You came back to life. Your promise came true. Jesus nodded and said, but there's no time to lose. You must tell the disciples, go spread the good news. So he's telling her that she needs to go and tell all the disciples. So she jumped to her feet, and away Mary went. She would a story to tell, a tale heaven sent. She ran without stopping and called through the door, Disciples, you've never heard this news before. She's running through town trying to find them all. Now Peter, now James, now Thomas, now John. I went to the cave. Jesus' body was gone, but he called me by name. He's alive. It is true. It's a miracle only our great God could do. See, she's telling all the disciples everything that Jesus told her and what happened. Then the tree seemed to dance birds started to sing all creation joined in to worship the king he's alive he's alive the rocks cried in praise the whole earth rejoiced on this day of all days isn't that pretty there's birds and God is all powerful God can do anything Exactly. Then later that night, Mary knelt down to pray. She thought about all that had happened that day, and the stars heard her whisper through soft evening light, Happy Easter to all, and to all a good night. So that is the morning of Easter. Do you guys like that? that sound a little familiar at all? Okay. So normally, we would do the Lord's Prayer, but we're going to do that later when we have communion. And then after that, I'd normally tell you to go to Sunday school, but we don't have Sunday school this morning because it's Easter. So, well, we're going to have Sunday school, I think, next week. Yes, I'm seeing a yes. We'll have Sunday school next week. So for today, you can go back and sit with your parents, or if your parents say it's okay, you can go outside and play. Um, but you got to check with your parents because Pastor Michael doesn't want to get in trouble. Okay? So head back by your parents and then see what they tell you. Does that sound good? All right. Thank you guys for coming up and hanging out with me. Okay, well, right now, can you go back by, by your mom? Okay. Daddy yes. Okay. Right. If you would like to know more about that book after the service, just uh, stop me. I can, can let you see it. Um, the author has done some really amazing work and has been very generous during the pandemic and letting people use it for uh, Sunday school and other stuff. Uh, this morning, if you look in your bulletin, you'll see we have a few prayer requests that um, Martha's uh, nephew, Scott, uh, who has special needs. He is at the U of M hospital, where his feeding tube is leaking and causing some issues. The doctors are trying to correct this. So please pray for him and his mother, Luann. Um, the family, keeping in your prayers, the family of Nancy Martin. She passed away on March 29. Um, please keep Terry and Phyllis Ross in your prayers. Um, many of you know Terry has been in hospice. Um, I have been able to visit him a few times. And he seemed to be doing really, really well. Um, and in the last probably week or so, he has uh, declined rather rapidly. So um, please keep them in your prayers. Uh, we're asking for prayers for the family of Carl Terry, who passed away on March 16th. Um So, please keep uh, that family in your prayers as they go through their time of mourning. If you would all please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you this perfect, beautiful Easter morning, so full of hope and joy knowing that your Son has risen from the dead, has defeated sin and death, has opened up the kingdom of heaven to us. We are so thankful for the many blessings that you bestow upon us in addition to this resurrection, many that we may not even be fully aware of. And Lord, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer. So this morning, we'd also like to lift up all of those who are suffering today. Whether it be physical, emotional, or mental, God, we lift them into your healing hands. We pray for those who are fighting illness and injury, things like COVID or cancer or other medical issues we pray for those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones we pray for your comforting spirit to surround them and help them to know that there is no right way to mourn we all do it in our own time in our own ways and even in this time of pandemic may their family and loved ones be able to surround them with support and love We also lift up those who are suffering from depression and other challenges in the mental health arena. We ask that you would guide them through their dark moments, help them to find light and joy God, we also want to lift up all of those who work so hard to help us stay healthy, those who are working to try and help us to heal. We lift all of our doctors and nurses, all of our surgeons and lab technicians and research scientists, our psychologists and psychiatrists, and so many, many more. We ask that you would continue to guide their hands and their efforts, Give them strength, and we thank you for their great sacrifice of their time and energy as they work to help us get better. We also give thanks for the blessing of those who work so hard to keep us safe in our world. We lift up all of our servicemen and women serving in the military. We lift up all of our police and firefighters our first responders, and so many more. God, we ask that you would live in their hearts and their minds, guide their words and actions. We pray that you would keep them safe and strong. For those who are serving far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. We also, this day, pray for our leaders We lift up all of our leaders, whether in our church, in our government, in our schools, in in every place, and we pray for them. We ask that you would walk alongside them, again, live in their hearts and minds, help them to work together towards peace and the betterment of all humanity, not just a select few. We pray for our nation and every nation in this world. Continue to guide us through this time of pandemic. We pray that you would walk with us as we encounter issues of racism and injustice and upheaval and confusion and controversy and conspiracy and anger and hatred. We know that is not the people that you created us to be. Help us to become the people you have created us to be. Help us to see each other as you see us, as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of being and love and mercy and grace. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly and upon our own hearts and minds, we lift you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus, rising from the dead, assures us that we, too, have been given new life. Let us repent of our sin before God and one another, certain of God's mercy. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. All-knowing, all-powerful God, we confess that even on this most holy day, we are unable to believe in the victory over death, shown to us in the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. We confess our utter dependence on you, not only for life, but also for faith, hope, and love. Without your astonishing appearance to our ancestors and your stunning presence through the ages, we would be lost. Forgive us and transform us, that in every way, our work and prayer will make whole what is broken and give peace on earth. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. beloved children of god by the grace of god and the witness of our ancestors the good news of jesus resurrection is our rock and our salvation you shall not die but live the rejected cornerstone has become your strength and your song as a called and placed minister in the church of god I declare to you the forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God who lives and reigns as mother and father of us all now and forevermore. Amen.
2: Well, it says that you should join me in the Nicene uh, Creed on 880, but I know you don't have hymnals, so if you do have one, please join me. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now the second reading today is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 11. The resurrection of Christ. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved. If you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, Then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, excuse me. I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe the word of God for the people of God, and you say,
3: Thanks be to God.
2: Oh, And Kim is going to sing Christ is risen now. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
0: The Gospel reading for this morning comes from John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled or removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. not lying with the other linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord, and you say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Glorious God, we thank you that Easter is not about a people, but about all people, that your love and your salvation are for all who confess with voices, hearts, and lives that the tomb is empty because Jesus is risen, that we might know forgiveness, that lives might be reborn and your name glorified now and for eternity. And now may the words of my mouth, meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hope. It's something that as humans we we cling to, we build on, we lose and we gain. We engage in almost every day. We say things like, I hope mom will make tacos for dinner. Or I hope the car repairs aren't going to be too expensive. Or even, I hope he gets better and comes home from the hospital. And those are just things that we happen to utter out loud. How many things do we hope for in our hearts and in our minds? Yes, as humans, we find the word hope all around us every day, from hoping for those things that may seem simple and insignificant, like our dinner menu options, to those that may be overwhelming and all-consuming, like the health and well-being of those that we love. Hope, a small four-letter word that speaks volumes about each person and the things in their lives that hold our attention and our desires. In our scripture reading this morning from John's Gospel, we are witness to the hopes as well as the fears of several individuals. Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter, and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, each react differently to what they encounter when they reach the tomb. This morning, I'd like to look at how each of them reacted and where their hope may have started or where it may have ended up changing to. Let us start with Mary Magdalene, as that is where our story begins. Now, prior to this chapter in John's Gospel, Mary has just seen Jesus beaten and crucified. Jesus was her teacher, a man she followed and supported and cared very deeply for. This was someone that she respected and had made a major impact in her life, and now In the course of just a few days, he has been taken from her and the other followers and the disciples, and not just taken away, but but violently attacked and murdered. Where is she to find hope today? Going to the first verse in our reading, it says that early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. This poor woman has been through so much heartbreak and pain over these last few days, and and now this? There had been a problem with grave robbing around this time in history, although it's been a problem throughout most of history. And it's likely that Mary believed that someone had either broken into the tomb to rob it, or even worse, One of those who were against Jesus had maybe desecrated his body. Verse 2 continues that she ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. Now, did you notice something there? Mary never goes into the tomb, at least not just yet. She sees that the stone has been rolled away, And assumes the worst and then alerts the other disciples can you blame her after everything else that has been happening what hope can this poor woman still hold on to well let's leave mary for a little bit now and move on to simon peter and and this other disciple the one whom jesus loved after being alerted to this problem by mary that the stone was gone and that she believed the body to be gone as well, they raced to the tomb to investigate for themselves. Now, just like Mary, the disciples had to be pretty devastated by the events over these last few days. Here again, the man they followed for three years was now gone. The man that they believed would bring about a new kingdom had been killed. The man who had performed healing miracles in their presence was no more what hope did these poor men have now yes jesus may have told him that he would return but we're not really sure they totally understood that in john chapter 16 verses 17 through 22 it says that some of jesus disciples said to each other what does he mean soon you will not see me and soon after you will see me and because I am going to the Father. What does he mean by soon? We don't understand what he's talking about. And Jesus knew they wanted to ask him, so he said, are you trying to figure out from each other what I meant when I said soon you won't see me and soon after you will see me? I assure you that you will cry and lament and the world will be happy. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman gives birth, she has pain because her time has come. But when the child is born, she no longer remembers the distress because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. In the same way, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and you will be overjoyed. No one takes away your Joy, But again, it's pretty questionable if they really understood exactly what he meant. Often it is thought that the disciples mostly thought Jesus had been talking about an earthly kingdom and earthly reign, not a heavenly one. So all the promise that the disciples thought they had in Jesus and the way that they understood everything now seems to be lost. How can a dead man become a king? How can a dead man lead an overthrow of an unfair government structure that was Rome? Where was there hope now? We continue in the reading as it says that bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there but didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It was not with the other clothes, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, went inside. He saw and believed. And they returned to where they were staying. Here we have two very different reactions to what was witnessed between Simon Peter and this other disciple. Simon Peter doesn't seem to react at all really. He goes into the tomb, sees the cloths lying there, then he goes back with the other disciple to wherever they had been staying. And that's all we've got. An apparent non-reaction to what he saw. Nothing. Personally, I must believe that in that moment some emotions or thoughts had to be flooding through Simon Peter's mind. Some response to this scene that influenced his hope, whether negatively or positively. Maybe he was in shock or even suffering some sense of a panic attack and just was speechless. But unfortunately, we We don't know as nothing was else recorded to indicate one way or the other. And what about this other disciple? He looks in before Simon Peter and he sees the cloths, but he doesn't go in until after Simon Peter does. And then the scripture tells us something very, very important. Verse 8. Then the other disciple, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. He believed, but what did he see that made him believe? Why didn't he assume the worst like Mary had and potentially what Peter was thinking? Well, there's a very important note here. It's related to the condition of the cloths that they find. Scripture tells us that following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb, saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other clothes, but was folded up in its own place. That is the key. The key here is this face cloth. Think about this. If it had been grave robbers who had come to take away the body, would they have taken the time to... Fold up that face cloth? Probably not. They would have been in a hurry so as not to be discovered and caught. They would have moved quickly and hastily and not bothered taking the time to fold a face cloth. In all honesty, they probably would have stolen that too if they thought they could have gotten any money for it. But since that didn't happen and the cloths are still there and the face cloth has been folded up nice and neat it's assumed that the other disciples saw this and figured out that something else had happened he believed that something else had happened now what exactly he believed we don't know verse 9 says they didn't yet understand the scripture that jesus must rise from the dead so did he not believe that jesus had risen not necessarily The passage says that they didn't understand the scripture, but you you can believe in something without fully understanding it. The other disciple may have believed that Jesus had left that place and that was a sign for all that he had been trying to tell them before. Either way, again, I have to believe that his hope was now on the upswing, if not breaking through the stratosphere. Something amazing had happened here. So Simon Peter and the other disciple, they leave, they go back to where they're staying. Now we're back to poor Mary again. Her hope is all but gone, and on top of it, the disciples just kind of leave her there. This always seemed kind of strange to me because it wasn't like they didn't know who she was. They had all interacted with each other over a fairly decent time period. I often wonder why they didn't speak to her before they left or or share their thoughts with her something and maybe they did but again nothing is recorded that tells us that so after they leave mary is outside the tomb crying she bends down to look in and she sees two angels in the tomb but she doesn't recognize them as angels or at least given her reaction to them it doesn't seem like it They ask her why she's crying and she says they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they've put him. This poor woman is having a really really rough day. Her teacher is killed then someone takes his dead body. The men who followed him seem to blow her off and offer no comfort or or anything. I know this passage opens with early in the morning of the first day of the week, which we tend to think of as a Sunday, but I would argue this sounds a lot more like a Monday and a pretty bad one. So right after she responds to these angels, she turns around and she sees Jesus, but she doesn't realize it's Jesus. Now, we're, we're not really told why she doesn't recognize him right away, but I think there's a couple real possibilities as to what was going on. First... By a show of hands, when was the last time any of you saw someone who had been resurrected? Exactly. Best of my knowledge, I haven't had that experience. Maybe the resurrection process takes some time to fully work itself out. We don't really know, and we're not going to know until this is all over, probably. But keep in mind also, we're reading that she's been crying a lot and again, you can't blame her after everything that's happened. She was probably at her, her wits end. And if she's been crying and crying, well, let me put it this way. How many of you can see crystal clear after you've been bawling? I know that when I'm in that state, I can't see anything. And, and the glasses don't help. It's not until I've maybe calmed down, wiped some of those tears away, stopped my nose from running, that I'm able to really see again. So it's not hard to see why she may not have completely recognized that this was Jesus. But then he calls her by name. He says, Mary. And instantly, in that moment, she knows that is Jesus she knows that voice she has listened to it for hours and hours sitting and listening to his every word she has followed him and sat near him listening to his perfect voice and she turns around and calls him teacher in that moment mary's hope is renewed her hope shot up like a firecracker on the fourth of july And then Jesus tells her, do not hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And she does. She goes off to the disciples and says, I've seen the Lord. And she tells them everything that Jesus said to her. three different witnesses to a physical scene and three different reactions that might impact each one's hope. I tried really hard when I was working on this message to think of a comparable situation in life that we could relate this story to in terms of our own levels of hope. But I'll be honest, I I couldn't come up with a single thing. How could we possibly compare the new level of hope that comes with realizing that Jesus has risen from the dead? What we can do, though, is understand that joy, that hope in a new way. We can understand the joy of what his resurrection means for us and for the world. Jesus' resurrection means that he defeated death and has secured our salvation, our hope for eternal life and forgiveness from our sins is realized in Jesus' resurrection. And that hope realized brings joy. A joy unlike any other. A joy so powerful and infectious that we can't help but want to share it with the world. A joy so uplifting that we we raise our voices in triumphant song and praise. It's a joy that not only gives hope to the world, but it makes that hope a reality for the world. Amen. We will now prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. words probably aren't in the in the bulletin are they okay follow along best you can from memory it's all good the lord be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the lord our god It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey and set before us the way of life. By the baptisms of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit by your great mercy we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your son from the dead and to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading once we were no people but now we are your people declaring your wonderful deeds in christ who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your Holy Church, all glory and all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. And now, the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ, and the cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. and What that means is, during non-pandemic times, we'd have everything set up right there. And that table, it doesn't belong to me or even to this church. That table belongs to Jesus, and Jesus has welcomed everyone to come and partake you don't need to be a member of this church or a methodist or a member of any other denomination it doesn't matter your race your gender your mental or physical ability your sexual orientation it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor you're young or you're old you're baptized or unbaptized all you need to do in order to come and partake is have an open heart a heart open to knowing and loving him now we're doing this, obviously, a little different than normal times, although we've gotten in a habit of, of this, I think, with our drive-in. Um, when we take communion, you can do this at least two different ways. The two ones most people are familiar with are intinction, which is just a big word that means you can tape your, take your bread and dip it in your juice and receive your elements together. The other option is to just take the bread and then take the juice. They are both correct. They're both seen equally in God's eyes. You're not going to get a a lower grade for doing one or the other. It's not going in a book. Um, But brothers and sisters, beloved children of God, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ given for you, I invite you now to receive the the communion elements. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Kim will now be singing for us hymn number 310, He Lives.
1: serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever foes may say. I see His hand of mercy, I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He. my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives A long life's narrow away. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, oh Christians. Lift up your voice and sing. hallelujah to Jesus Christ the King the hope of all who seek him the help of all who find none other is so loving so good and kind he lives he lives Christ Jesus lives today he walks and talks with me a long life's there away
0: For our benediction, I would just like to extend a thank you to you all who are inside with us today for following the guidelines and safety protocols we have to follow to be able to do this. I know this is not what normal is, um, and I don't know exactly what normal is going to look like in six months from now, but I thank you for, for following those so that we can all be good brothers and sisters and loving each other safely. Um, it means a lot to me when a congregation can come together and work together, especially when it involves our safety and well-being. So despite the the differences that pop up in places in our lives, thank you for, for all being willing to do that. But now go from here renewed and strong, knowing that the Lord is alive, almighty and present, Look for the blessings that await you this week. Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who celebrate. Tell the story of hope. Now may the truth of the empty tomb, the astonishing reality of Jesus' resurrection, keep you fearless and sure that you will see the resurrected one again and again in this life. May the power of God's endless love surround you and guide you this day and always. Amen.
1: Happy Easter!